0: What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 71 of Beef's Beef. We were supposed to do an episode yesterday, but uh, got out there kind of late.
1: Couldn't time restraints, we yeah, were unable to.
0: Yeah, time time constraints, we couldn't get some stuff done. But uh, the Super Bowl did happen. And, I mean, j- just for some people, I just, I just need to let you know what's still happening. The Patriots get the dub. And they're not going nowhere. There's rumors about Gronk. There's everything. There's always things trying to tear apart the Patriots dynasty. And it goes to kind of what you were saying the other day. Where's the hatred coming from?
1: Yeah, I didn't want to talk over the song because I'm actually a big fan of the song. You know, (laughs) especially the video Brady put out with it. It was cracking me up. Wasn't saying anything at all. Just looking into the camera. Just a shrug. But, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, even last night there was a couple of people at the place we were watching it, you know, who were Rams fans, but there was really no hate going on. No,
0: it's definitely – the people were definitely a lot nicer than the last time or the last two times I've been out there with my Patriots stuff on. Yeah. But I will say this, I've never been to a place – uh,
1: where a person smelled like pork chops. That's, 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 <laughs> or where a person was complimented on smelling like pork yeah. chops. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's a beautiful it, thing. I might use that, by the yeah, way. Yeah,
0: that was uh, – we. so uh, me, myself, or I guess me, which would be myself. Yourself and myself, myself, BJ, and my brother Mark went out to uh, Barstown hang out with my cousin. Uh, I've done that the past couple of years.
1: Which, by the way, that, that was my disappointing part of the day, was not doing a podcast with Jerry Lee, because I'm no. telling you, everything he says is super knowledgeable, and shockingly again, he called a bunch of stuff that pretty much went down exactly how he called it.
0: I mean, that's why I've always had him on for certain things, yeah. because of that, and I mean, he called the he he called the two back set with the Patriots a lot of stuff and.
1: But even on a bunch of the props bets, we'll get into those later. But yeah. he called like three or four of those that I was talking to him about.
0: Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but we we rode out there. Uh, there was some people there, and one lady came up and. As she was walking away, my brother throws out the line, I mean, you smell like pork chops. (laughs) Probably one of the funniest things I've ever
1: heard because I wasn't expecting it. No, not whatsoever. I almost lost it. I mean, I didn't know if it was a compliment or if it was like a backhanded compliment, but um, I feel like smelling like pork chops is a good thing, right?
0: I mean, depending on who it's coming from. Yeah. I actually had a discussion with my buddy Billy the other day who actually thinks— or it's it's going to be a poll question coming up soon because okay. I, I was blown away that he even asked me this. He picks pork chops over steak.
1: Wow. That's pretty controversial. It, I it mean, is. You know, I like both of them, but to so take if, them over steak?
0: So if it's coming from Billy and he says you smell like pork chops, it's probably a good thing.
1: Yeah. It's he probably, might try to lock you up right there. <laughs> it's
0: probably a good thing. But, uh, by the way, if, you, if the game was boring to you last night, Find someone else to text. It was not boring to me because my team won. Yeah, I know the combined score was 16 points, but I don't care that you were bored with the game. Go watch the Puppy Bowl then.
1: Well, if I remember correctly, they don't play to, like, you know, try to impress people. They're trying to win the game. So I'd agree. I I wasn't – you know, I saw statistic-wise it was one of the lowest-watched Super Bowls of all time, which for me – I don't care about any of that stuff. If it was a defensive battle, that would have made it a little bit better. I don't think there was a lot of execution, but it's the Super Bowl. These two teams are the two teams that made it to the final game of the year. This is the last professional football we have for a little while. I don't count preseason either, so you've got a couple months coming up. And uh, I enjoyed it.
0: I mean, it was a good time. One because of the company right. we had and two, it was just I mean, my f- team won. I mean, what else can I say? My favorite team won the Super Bowl. It was not boring to me because they won.
1: Yet again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. if that if you're tired of that, then go watch something else. If you're tired of seeing my if you're tired of seeing the Patriots win, especially that's that's I, 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 I don't I don't wanna I don't want to get into a beef, but Especially because we're at the beginning of the show, but if you don't have a favorite team, yeah, don't don't put this stuff out here about that stuff. Because one, you don't have any anything in the game, right? And why why do you care? Yeah, if you don't care enough to have a team, why do you care enough to cheer against one?
1: Well, it's like you said, it goes back to our question on on Facebook. I don't know if there's a lot of legitimacy to it. I think people want to see different franchises. To me, it was fun seeing Saint or. Previously, St. Louis. Now the L.A. Rams in there because think about it. That that was a team that was not really projected at the beginning of the year to be in there.
0: Not so fast, my friend. These these were my two bets for the Super Bowl.
1: Right. So – which was pretty impressive. You know, I think you guys are probably happy you didn't have to play the Eagles again. But, you know, oh, I,
0: my gosh. I can't
1: say, hey, you guys are Super Bowl champions this year. We yeah. lost that privilege to, to drop that line on you yesterday. Yeah. I was going to use it once or twice yesterday, but it's like you said, we were around some good people. I was having a lot of fun with them. They, <laughs> they probably, probably
0: would have cracked up at it. Now, Except for, I don't know about Mike Wood because he's a Cowboys fan, but yeah, everybody else probably would have yeah. laughed. But, the game ends up a 13-3 to win for the Patriots. Um, I mean, it was a scoring barrage, I guess you could say, for the Patriots in the fourth quarter, throwing up three times as many points they had the entire game with 10.
1: I think I jinxed it, by the way. I don't know if you remember this, but first drive, I go, man, they're driving. This is looking good. Before they got to where they had to kick the field goal, I go, this is probably good. We took the over, and then ever since then, not a single point was scored <laughs> in the rest of the first quarter, and it got ugly.
0: Yeah, it was it was bad, because not only did we drive all the way down the field, but
1: right.
0: uh, Goskowski missed the field goal.
1: Yeah, poorly missed it, too. Yeah. That was a hook and a half to the left.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like it was tipped. It was... He just hooked it. Yeah, But some of the big things that we were talking about going into it when we were sitting over there before we, we went to uh, the place where we watched it was the Gurley factor. Um, to me, it wasn't a bad call on anyone that said they thought Gurley would be the MVP because, to me, Gurley is the best player on both teams, maybe Aaron Donald. I mean, if you want to say the best two players on either team, I will probably say Gurley
1: and Aaron Donald. That's very gracious of you.
0: I mean, I It's I mean, I mean know Edelman ended up winning the MVP, and Brady looked good a lot of the game outside of his first pass. But, I mean, Gurley, to me, is the best running back in the league.
1: Yeah, I'd I like to agree with you. But, obviously, what we've seen in the playoffs, something hasn't been right. So, the question is what, why, when, how. And, to me, you know, he's answering all the questions correctly. He's saying everything's fine and dandy, but – Something more going on than just you know, hey, he's not playing good football right now. You
0: brought up the point to me that Sean McVay said he got outcoached.
1: Yeah, and Jared Lee who said that too. Or, I'm
0: sorry, my cousin said that. Said that he felt like he he was or he didn't feel like he definitely got outcoached. Yeah. All I had to do is just pull the stats for the playoffs, and I could tell you he was outcoached.
1: Yeah, but I think everybody says that in that situation too. Golf said the same thing. Golf took it on his shoulders. Like I like hearing somebody say that. I don't want to hear him say, hey, it was so and so's fault.
0: Well, I'm not saying that, but if if I'm McVay, I look myself in the mirror and say, why didn't I play my best player? Yeah. If you just look at the stats combined for Todd Gurley for the playoffs. Right. 30 rushes for 160 yards, two rushing touchdowns, four receptions for five yards. That's the entire playoffs. And if you take out the Dallas game, 14 for 45 rushing, two for two yards receiving. And note in one touchdown.
1: That's not a lot of touches, though. I know that's just the carries, but still, he's not getting any touches. And then splitting time with Anderson. I mean, if you look at my pick before the game, obviously they were way off, but that's why I took C.J. Anderson as the potential MVP because it was exactly like I said to you. I don't think golf is going to beat, you know, this Patriots defense. I think Belichick's got a great game plan to shut him down. Well, obviously he shut everything down, but that's why I took Anderson because something – it's like I said, I'll keep my eyes on the news for the next couple of weeks. Something's going on with Gurley.
0: It's either he's hurt and they're not talking about it, but when you take a look at that game last night, he has that 16-yard rush and look like Todd Gurley. Right. But And then, you know, you see his facial expressions on the sideline when they're running the ball with C.J. Anderson on third down. He didn't look or, engaged. No, he looked he, – I think there is something going on and it's not an injury.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I, That's why I, I, I think don't, it's something inside the locker room. I told you, I said sarcastically, I think Gurley must have been hitting on McVay's girlfriend or something. Yeah. But realistically, <laughs> it could be something that silly because I don't understand it. There, There's no explanation right now. Next couple of weeks, something more will come out.
0: I, I, it. it just doesn't make, doesn't make sense. Uh, one constant, really, the whole game. Uh, I know uh, – John and Tony text me all the time, and I'm not saying that I don't text back, but I'm just mentioning that they they texted me, and uh, I think somebody said, one of them said the punters are going for the MVP, yeah. and then they you know they they got serious and said you know whoever scores the first TD will or whoever scores the TD will win the MVP. I said, man, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, Edelman's the MVP. Yeah. And this was in the third quarter, early third quarter. I was like, if we win, Edelman's the MVP. I mean, Edelman had seven catches at halftime for 94 yards.
1: Right.
0: Ends up the game with 10 for 141.
1: Well, I think he was the best player in the game, too. But I was saying I I thought bias-wise they were going to give it to Brady ending up. I mean, uh, Edelman statistically was the front runner, and rightfully so he won. But I thought, okay, legacy-wise, they're going to automatically assume they're going to give it to Brady.
0: I told you when I was looking at the stats, I didn't realize Cooks had such a good game. Right. Eight receptions, 120 yards. And Robert Woods really didn't have a terrible game either, 5 for 70.
1: No, but think about it. Edelman and Cooks, neither of them had a touchdown in there. And yeah. Jerry Lee mentioned this as well, too, and we didn't do enough digging on it. I completely forgot about it. But has there ever been a Super Bowl MVP who is not a defensive player who didn't have a touchdown? That's a very – I when he said that, I thought, you know what, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but – Um, Basketball is my sport more so than football. I've watched every Super Bowl since I've been alive pretty much. But um, I was intrigued by that.
0: I I would venture to say that, that, I mean, even if it's a defensive player, I don't think a defensive player is going to win MVP if they don't score either.
1: No. I mean, if, if the Rams were to win yesterday, I think, you know, Donald could have been in the conversation there. He didn't have a great game as far as statistics, but it's like you said, he changes schematics and game plans.
0: Yeah, I mean, him and Sue, you got to give Sue yeah. some
1: credit, too. That's a big man right there.
0: It is. I'm not a fan of Sue. I don't really know of any people that are unless you're a fan of that team.
1: I am. I think he gives love taps, and I think he's a great <laughs> man. T- yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, I like the players who play hard and maybe let a little uh, bit of emotion out. I, I, I
0: don't know, there's a difference between letting emotion out and being a jerk. Yeah, but
1: could you imagine him and Fletcher Cox side-by-side? Side? Well, did, here's, here's my
0: question. Do you like Draymond Green? Yeah. Oh, then that's the end of this conversation.
1: There's, <laughs> then there's
0: then there's no reason to even go into that debate because, to me, they're essentially – but Sue's actually a good player. I don't really think Draymond, <laughs> Draymond Green is on his level. But, essentially, their attitude and stuff is the same to me.
1: No, Draymond is my favorite by any means, but I do like his game. I, I, it's like I said, I, I like players who play with a little bit of an edge and, and – um, you know, I say sarcastically about Sue, but I think he is a great player.
0: Oh, I do too. I do as well. Something that was crazy, though, that you brought up to me last week, uh, we were just – when we were doing some digging for this game, was just some, like, random stuff that we saw. Right. And one of the biggest ones was uh, – story about a, a, a Tom Brady rookie card.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. I don't know how I found it. Uh, DJ, actually, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. DJ was talking to me about he just bought a uh, Gem Mint 10, which is like the highest grading scale, yeah. and um, he bought a Michael Jordan. And I couldn't remember if it was a rookie card or just a regular card. Yeah. So that's what kind of intrigued the search, and I was just going to eBay and different sites looking for what cards were selling where. And, of course, I was going to do some research of the players in the game. This was before Brady had come out and said that he had zero chance of retiring. Yeah. And so the first thing I looked up was Tom Brady and stumbled across this card, and it blew my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, (laughs) – this card, I don't want to take too much – because we did post an article about it. Right. Which, if you guys check it out, we'll share it again after this episode. Uh, And, you know, we compared it to some – big name, Michael Jordan rookie cards, LeBron James rookie cards, just two of the probably hottest names as far as cards would go. Right. For sale, it's not even close.
1: Well, I think basketball cards typically go for, and I could be wrong in this, but I think they go for typically more than what NFL or football cards or, you know, NHL, whatever. Baseball cards I think are up there as well. But I always look at basketball cards being more valuable than football.
0: I do as well. But – this card ends up and the biggest thing that we want to point out to this is it was not a buy it now right it Was not a buy it now it was on ebay
1: you can list things for whatever you want to post them you can buy put it something 10 million dollars on there nobody's getting a bid on it but this was not a buy it now this, this was a sale
0: this sale started at 99 cents right and within 90 minutes it went up six grand yeah I don't know what is so special about this card because I saw other ones. There was another one that was going for twenty grand, which was also being bid on.
1: Right.
0: Same grade, everything. There was another one that was going for fifteen grand.
1: All of them were autographed too. Yeah. And this was a
0: playoff contender one, which playoff right. contender rookie card, and it looked like it had a ticket stub in it as well. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. Know. It's hard to see on the picture of the card. But the card ended up going for a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's house money. That's. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> A $110,000 for a card of a guy that's still playing. It's not like – I mean, stuff like this is either like – some of you would think of a, a 1920s Babe Ruth card or a player that only had one card come out that was really good that passed away or something. But this, this dude just won his sixth ring and he's still playing and plans to play until he's 45.
1: Right. Card's more valuable than gold. I mean, legitimately, weight per ounce, that's more valuable than gold.
0: I mean, it was nuts. When you pointed it out to me, I was like – what? Yeah, and it was it was nuts. But Brady, I mean Brady had a Brady had a good game. Uh, it wasn't his best game by any means.
1: Yeah, started out slow too, yeah. and then got into a rhythm a little bit later.
0: But something that we also looked into before the game was some prop bets. Yep. just some stuff to kind of have fun with, and we saw some of them. And some of the ones that we brought up, we were absolutely wrong on and then some of them we were like how is this even on there you were like how is this even on there and you were right
1: yeah, there's some fun ones. I mean, we, we looked at a couple, like how many players would attempt to pass, and the over and under was two and a half on that. And
0: I took the over, and I was wrong.
1: I took the over as well, too, and we don't want to go into too much detail, but think about it. There's two quarterbacks who are playing, so you for sure have at least two people throwing a pass. Then you've got the um, punter for – The Rams. Yes, for – I keep wanting to call them St. Louis for Los Angeles – who um, has thrown a lot of key passes this year and is basically a quarterback back there. Then you've got Edelman, who's a former college quarterback as well, too. Um, Both guys are pretty tricky as far as when it comes to their play calling. Both of us took the over, and shockingly enough, it ended up being only two players who uh, threw passes in the game. I
0: think my favorite bet of yours was the one uh, (laughs) – It actually, we'll get to that here in a minute. But it's not it, where this is going. That
1: was that was probably my favorite bet of yours. But what, well, but, don't forget my only win of the day. I got you on the coin toss. So. You did get
0: me on the coin toss, and no, you actually—I didn't go against you in this one, but you did get another one right. I got to give you credit on the Cordell Patterson one. Yeah, the Cordell Patterson one was how many yards did Cordell Patterson have for the game, and it was
1: eighteen and a half. Or? Eighteen and a half, which blew me away because I kept thinking in my head that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of prop bets that hit, though. I mean, the one that Jerry Lee called that I thought was the as far as you know being a thinking man, he called uh, Gronk being over three and a half catches, and he talked, he broke it down why that would be a good pick, and man, he was spot on on that one too. This
0: is kind of telling right here, though, with with the stuff that we're talking about with Curly. You take a look at one of these prop bets, total rushing yards by Todd Gurley. They only set it at sixty three and a half. Right. I. There has to be just something going on, man. And that, I mean that right there with arguably the best running back in the league, and you're only projecting for sixty-three and a half your rushing yards.
1: Well, it's like I said. I think that's why I took C.J. Anderson. There was more. There was a lot of signs saying he wasn't going to have a ton of touches, and sure enough, he finished the game with what ten touches? Uh, he
0: ended up with eleven touches. Yeah.
1: Ten rushes. Yeah. So
0: the the best one though, I thought B.J. did. I actually got this one right. and I beat him in this one. Cause he brought it up to me, and I was like, "Oh, it's definitely gonna happen." And he was like, "There's no way." I said, "He's already down to a, a, a shirt." So g- give yeah, him. Yeah, he was breaking
1: it down. He was giving me the uh, the play by play on yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So so give him give him the uh, the the prop bet that, that you said was definitely not gonna
1: happen. Well, this shows how knowledgeable I am on it. But it's the maroon five guy is what I'll call him. Adam Adam Levine. Adam, all right. Adam. Do you know his name? Is that right? Yeah, Adam Levine. Yeah. <laughs> Or Levine, whatever it is. Adam Levine, not not the comedian Yeah, who's not Adam. Well, Adam on Workaholics. Yeah. But anyways, there was a prop bet going around about him taking his shirt off at halftime. And I thought, why in the world is there a prop bet going on about him taking his shirt off? And I guess there was a little more controversy involved with the uh, Janet Jackson debacle is what we'll call it. And so everybody was saying, take him not taking his shirt off. So I mentioned it to you, and I told him even before the game, we took, you know, like four different prop bets. Yeah. And that was when I said, you can mark it down. This is my quote-unquote lock of the night. And uh, sure enough, then it ends up losing.
0: Yeah, I was like, there was it got to the point where it was just Maroon 5. I mean, they really didn't have anything. I don't even know why they mentioned the other people. Uh, you, yeah. you you quoted a tweet by
1: LeBron James. It's like that's all the that Travis Scott you got. Yeah, it was like thirty seconds. Yeah, probably it, more than that. It felt like thirty seconds though. I don't know. When well, Adam Levine was wearing the collaboration Jordans that Travis Scott is getting ready to bring out too, so I was kind of like, maybe maybe they should have had some more umph in there. SpongeBob even made an appearance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> SpongeBob was on there. Which was another
1: prop bet, by the way. Yeah.
0: So. You, uh, it gets to the point to where it's only Maroon 5 and he's only just wearing that tank top. And I was like, oh, bro, you're done. Yeah, he did tell bro, me. Bro, you're done. And you were like, why? I was like, he's already down to to just a tank top. You, I think you're done. The funniest thing I saw about that stuff, though, was the guy posting the picture of him next to his curtains and he was like who wore it better it was like adam adam levine or, or my curtains those fendi curtains must
1: be expensive that's for <laughs> that sure was, yeah. that was bad yeah, that, I, I don't know like, or, that, we mentioned it too i saw another post today had a guy who had uh, adam levine's got some interesting tattoos Neal, that's that's, that's being those, nice yeah and he's got the California one across his ribcage, and there was a guy who had <laughs> he had uh, Illinois written in Sharpie across yeah. his stomach. I was just cracking up at I thought. Yeah, I was
0: telling you his tattoo placement was so bad. Yeah, it looked like a guy that ran out of VC on NBA 2K and was just posting different stamps around his body.
1: It was bad, and we even mentioned you know I, we're not disrespecting tattoos because everybody's choice is their choice, and it's good American traditional work. So I'm not even saying anything about that, but. Hopefully he's got a plan for filling in some of that stuff because it's like you said, it's kind of – and obviously we're sitting here talking about this and probably all the women listening are going, you guys are idiots, you know nothing. And that's probably true, but, yeah, it was some questionable choices as far as placement. By
0: the way, here's a prop bet that actually ended up happening or actually was probably the closest one out of any of these. Longest reception by Brandon Cooks was 20, uh, 24 and a half. You know what his longest reception was? What? 24. That's pretty good. That's, that that was that was pretty good to for them to get that spot on with it.
1: Well the Giselle one was fun too, because they always do that every year that Brady's in there, how many times will they show Giselle? And this year was one and a half, which seemed pretty low to they us. They
0: showed her two in, in one play.
1: Literally in a matter of a minute, they showed her twice, so that automatically took the over. So yeah, I enjoyed seeing that as well too.
0: But some of the stuff that always is brought up during the Super Bowl is like the commercials and stuff. Right. I I'm going to be honest with you, man. The commercials, to me, have been lackluster for a couple years, it seems like. Whereas when we were kids, it seemed like every commercial was good.
1: Well, maybe that's just the way we remember it. You know, we always think of a lot of things as fondness in our younger age. But um, for the amount of money that they spend, you know, reportedly they're talking about like five and a half to six and a half million dollars for a 30-second commercial. I
0: mean, that's, that's crazy.
1: Yeah you got to have – I mean, it's a big marketing budget. Um, you you got to have some type of good game plan. And that's why I think you see so many good Super Bowl commercials Or previously was because, you know, you're not going to pay that amount of money for nothing.
0: Yeah. Now it seems like it's just anybody who has money is just trying to put their name out there.
1: Yeah. We even mentioned Daryl Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get
0: – I mean – did Daryl Isaacs not win the Super Bowl in this area?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, this was the thing. I said, if you're going to pay whatever he paid, let's just say $6 because that's right in the middle. He paid $6 million for that 30-second act, which honestly it might have been a minute because it felt like it went on forever. It's
0: like, is this thing ever going to stop?
1: But it had to have been the worst commercial. I, like, production cost on it maybe was $20. But it yeah? made you laugh. Oh, my goodness. Well, it was, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Once again, any pub is good pub. so – props to him for going out on a limb and doing that but my goodness it was definitely not the best commercial i've seen in my life
0: no it was bad but i'll tell you this though man they get they kept zooming out and showing that stadium and i've I mentioned to you when i went down there that i got to see the stadium before it was done and all that stuff and that's a place that i
1: want to go and watch a game oh my goodness a beautiful stadium got a lot going for them too, over 75,000 seats. And think about it, while we're on the money topic, you know, you were saying the cheapest ticket that they had out there was $2,400. Yeah. So 75,000 seats at $2,400, it's a lot of quiche.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's just only if they're only $2,400. I mean, you, right. you do that math there, that is a lot of money.
1: Yeah, more, and,
0: more money than I've ever seen. I mean, you just do, It's $180 million. Yeah.
1: I'd be interested to see where that breakdown of money goes to. Obviously, the NFL's got to get some. The stadium's got to get some. The team's got to get some. But that's, like you said, that's a that's a big chunk of change to break down.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, and then you mentioned some things about the the seat width. They yeah. actually made the seats two inches wider than. Than what they what they do with other stadiums and stuff.
1: Twenty one inches instead of nineteen inches. That was very interesting to me because they had the comfort in there as well. I mean, I, I said, think about it. if you took two inches per seat and you've got seventy five thousand seats. Once again, we're on the money topic, but they could have sold a lot more tickets just with those two inches per seat. So I love seeing that, and, and that's what it seems like when we were doing the research. It seemed like this stadium was all about giving back. You had two dollar unlimited sodas. Like where, yeah. where do you get that from? You can't even go you go get a polar pop anymore. You know, they're more than that. Um not not really, but that's yeah, it's close. Um, even too, we mentioned about they had sold over 450,000 hot dogs in there, which was over forty-three miles of hot dogs. That cracked me up. <laughs> but the um, the thing that I like the most about it, and this is getting back on topic. Over 67,000 pounds of food have been given away to the homeless. That's great. Instead of being thrown away, and think about how much waste that is. But, man, they're doing something good with all that yeah. as well, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you also mentioned that it's the host of the Final Four next year.
1: That's right. 2020 Final Four, which is a big deal. And think about it, deservingly so. They've got that big stadium. Um, Final Four are fitting well there.
0: Absolutely. Two teams that hopefully we'll see there next year.
1: Yep, Tar Heels and North Carolina. Oh, no. no.
0: <laughs> Louisville and North Carolina. Um, the revenge game, if you're asking, BJ. Uh, played on Saturday. Wasn't, that whole day was pretty rough, but, it, I mean – you guys smacked the mouth early, and we never really recovered.
1: Yeah, it was one of those deals. I mean, it looked a lot like the first game, except for think about it. You all won by 21 at our place. We only ended up winning by 10 at your place. So it's exactly like I told you. No, there's still 11-point difference in there. Both games, though, were pretty much controlled from the tip-off. Um, I I told you what I loved was the change of the matchups. You know, defensively we switched some things up. You put a Luke May on a Sutton, which second half Sutton ended up getting going. Um, But we put Kenny Williams, our best defender, who's a guard. He's like a 6'2", 6'3", guard, guarding Nora. And man, that, that changes the dynamics of the game right there. I
0: mean, the, to me, I know you're bringing up those things. To me, the biggest the biggest problem was rebounding. You guys have rebounded There's 49 to 32.
1: Right, and and that's what North Carolina does. That's why the first game was so shocking to me. But you know, Enoch you, had the game of his life in that first game.
0: Absolutely, Because uh, if you look at everything else, yeah. I mean, you all made eight more free throws than us, okay, but you also took ten more.
1: Turnovers were comparable. Field goal percentage was almost identical. Assists. I mean. You all shot better than us from the three-point line as yeah. well, too, which is a big stat. And
0: it, at the end of the day, it comes down to rebounding. Yeah. Rebounding is an effort thing. You listen to Chris Mack after the game, but Chris Mack's disgusting.
1: Well, I went limited to rebounds, though, because I even mentioned this. Like, there's there's possessions where you've got loose balls, where it's a 50-50 ball is what we call it, right? I, don't, I can't remember a single 50-50 ball that UofL ended up winning. Not at all. Not at all. So that goes right hand-in-hand hand with the rebounds. Even, yeah. too, the one that Sutton rebounded and Kenny Williams ripped it right out of his hands, there was a lot of that going on. I didn't feel like UofL looked engaged, though, for some reason. Maybe it was because what else do you have to prove? You beat this team by 21 on their home court, the worst defeat in their history of their current coach. I don't know if any of that played in or if it was just a lull. We'll find out tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I I
0: mean, I'm hoping uh, they can bounce back tonight. But, I mean, you really, just like the first game, Sutton's the one that showed up again. I know Noir had 11 and Cunningham had 15, but Cunningham did not look like his normal self.
1: No, and I told you he could not shoot. I mean, my goodness, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, I mentioned to you, what if you could put McMahon and him and combine them and make one big player? Even Williams and Enoch, what if you could combine them? Obviously, that's just theoretical. Um, But you said Cunningham's usually a better shooter than that. I just was thinking, Scouting Report says, do not let that kid get to the basket because he finishes well around the rim. A lot of them become and ones. Um, He had that one possession where he missed two wide-open threes. Yeah. I
0: mean... We missed a lot of open shots there in the middle of the second half. Yeah. Which lets you guys extend the lead back. Because we started the second half uh, on a 5-0 run, and then you all just went – or 5-0 run, cut it from 14 to 9, and then you all went straight 6-0 and put it back at 15.
1: Which I told you, too. We joked about it. You know, we're all about keeping the juju or whatever. At halftime, I took a shower and changed – and uh, not that that has anything to do with it, but I sit down and I watch that change of momentum, and I went, "Dag on! What, you're never taking a shower at <laughs> halftime again, never."
0: Yeah, it's. It. I was hoping that you would take a shower for the whole second half. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, let's go ahead and wash away this this lead and 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 let Louisville come back, but um, you didn't do that.
1: Well, and they tried at times. It's like I said, it, you know, I, I could imagine it was tough to watch as a U of fan, but you know, it wasn't a terrible game to watch.
0: Yeah, that's easy for you to say, but yeah. it was definitely uh, tough, tough to watch.
1: Crowd was getting a little feisty from what I saw on the TV, and while we're talking about feisty, I don't know if anybody was watching at home, but the commentator took a sucker punch. I
0: wish i – I'm trying to find the video of this because I did, obviously didn't see because I was at the game. Right. But you two talking about it last night, like, because I saw my cousin Jerry Lee posted something about it, but I didn't realize it was – as bad as what he was
1: saying. It's hilarious. I mean, he had the gloves on because of the Muhammad Ali theme. Assad Ali, his son, was there at the game as well, too. Um, And and I did not expect – I thought he was just going to knock his gloves together, tap them, show them, and next thing you know, he's throwing, I think, technically a left hook and catches the dude right in the head and about knocks his headset off. And it wasn't a love tap either. It was a shot.
0: Yeah, I I probably would have gotten fired. Because I probably would have cocked the guy right there on TV.
1: They played it really well. I mean, he was talking about seeing birdies the rest of the game and stuff too. And even at halftime, they brought it up. Yeah, it was it was comical. But I can imagine if I was the guy who took the punch, there's one coming back.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And it may not even be with the gloves on.
1: That's he didn't have any gloves on, so that one's going to hurt worse.
0: Yeah. So Louisville, Louisville takes the loss, seventy nine sixty nine at home. Um, Quick turnaround, though. It's not something that you can really dwell on. we got Virginia Tech on the road tonight.
1: Right. And look better in the second half. Like you said, 41 points put up in the second half. So, hopefully, they can keep that momentum and and keep their total. This Virginia Tech team held uh, North Carolina State to only 24 points Saturday. So, you you see that score. score. It was
0: like, was that Virginia Tech, North Carolina State football? Yeah. And then you look at the stats, they shot 17% from the field.
1: Once again, hopefully everybody took the under on that one. Sure. It was oh,
0: man. But Virginia Tech comes in with arguably their best player being out. Um,
1: I don't think it's arguably. I think it's for sure their well, best Well, I mean,
0: some people may argue. It may be like someone else's family or something on the team. Yeah,
1: Blackshear maybe. I guess that's the only other guy.
0: (laughs) But uh, Justin Robinson out indefinitely.
1: Right. And we talked about it. I'd like to hear more of what that is, but seeing him in a walking boot is not a good sign for Virginia Tech and Buzz Williams.
0: Not at all, but I guess ESPN hasn't caught on to it. They are putting him at 81%
1: to beat Louisville, and they're also having Virginia Tech as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Well maybe they see something that we don't see, but I told you I even think, you know, North Carolina I'm also a guy who or excuse me, after the North Carolina loss, you know, I think U of L's gonna come out ready to play. I look at games a lot like that and I made the mistake with IU earlier this season of kept saying, All right, their next game, their next game. Well finally it came to fruition and they played well against Michigan State. We'll give credit where credit is due, but I don't know. I think tonight should be a big win for you all.
0: That game, by the way, the Indiana game. Uh, uh, side note: Yeah, does that hurt or help Louisville?
1: I, I don't think it hurts them. I mean, well, how here, here's hurt the them. thing: Right, it's, With it's the weird. State it's lost. weird because you
0: beat Michigan State, so now your Michigan State takes a bad loss. Yeah, I could. But see you that. lost to Indiana, so that's a good win for them. So, I mean, essentially, it's just a. I mean, it showed in the polls because Louisville only dropped one spot to sixteen.
1: Yeah, it, I'd say it's a wash. I yeah. mean both of those teams are susceptible um i don't know It's a tough one to say
0: yeah i thought about that i was like that's kind of weird i'm like what which way would you go with that right but louisville's got virginia tech tonight i think louisville gets to win they also go on the road saturday and play at another hostile environment florida state right florida state who's been an up and down team and, and you know lost some games that they shouldn't have lost and um,
1: they ride the ship, though. Yeah. I mean, they, they look like they could be a force to be reckoned with, too. They've got a lot of size and length. That's, that's the thing about Florida State. Florida State teams,
0: I mean, he definitely never really goes away from his M.O. with that type of stuff. It seems like his teams are always scrappy, long, and athletic guys. That's just yeah. what Florida State does. And it bothers some teams, but then some teams it's like, all right, that's fine. We're just going to shoot over you.
1: He recruits a certain type of player, and I've even seen some of the guys he's recruiting coming in next season stuff. They all fit that mold. Leonard Hamilton is notorious for that.
0: Leonard Hamilton kind of reminds me of Marvin Lewis, though.
1: I mean, is he because he's got talent,
0: he's got talent, and he's got years where he should have done stuff, and then he doesn't.
1: Right. Yeah, I think this year they need to do something. I mean, uh, he, he might be on the hot seat. They, it's like you said, they've had so much talent there, they need to win at some point.
0: And he's been there for 20 years almost. Yeah. He's been there, if you look it up, he's been there a lot longer than what you what you would think. And just like Marvin Lewis, it didn't seem like Marvin Lewis had been there that long.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you. And I think that's not an unfair comparison. You know, that'll lead into actual our beef later on this evening. So, I don't have a ton bad. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think North Carolina has their number as well, too. So. It, it
0: seems like Florida State, though, always has at least like one win that they shouldn't have, like a Duke win at Duke or something. It seems like Florida State always has a number for Duke at least one time a year.
1: Well, that's a current ACC layout, too. You look at some of these teams in here, man, it's it's a slobber knocker. At some point, you're going to lose to a team that you shouldn't in the ACC. And hopefully the goal is to beat a couple of teams that you shouldn't beat as well, too. Um, Duke has to be – well, Duke and Virginia have to be the front runners. But, you know, a couple of teams are nipping on their heels.
0: Yeah, no, no pun intended there. No, no pun intended. I see what you did there. Yeah, It was well played. But the, doing that, it leads us to our locks of the week. reason it leads us to that is because – I'm not going to shy away from college basketball again.
1: Well, bing, 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 we both hit winners after. Finally off this night. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mentioned this to you in the car. Think about it. Your one and two on paper doesn't sound good because it's more losses than wins, and my two on two and one on paper sounds good because you know it's above five hundred. Reality is that's only one game difference there. <laughs> so all this talking I do, that could change after tonight. Oh, and that's it's gonna change.
0: Okay. It's gonna change. I was looking. I told you guys before the season started, I had a team that I felt like a lot of people were sleeping on. Yep. They finally got their guy back healthy. They've been playing well. I know they took a loss the other day. My lock, my lock of the week. Lock it in Kansas State over Kansas. Playing at Kansas State, Kansas is struggling. It's a Pickem game,
1: which is interesting to me. I told you that jumped out to
0: me. Give me Kansas State, lock it in. Dean Wade's back. They're going to get it done.
1: Dean Wade's like Timmy Duncan of college basketball. That might be an overstatement, but he's got some game.
0: He's boring, but he gets it done. Yeah,
1: he does the fundamentals. He's got a nice pump fake. He can shoot the ball. <laughs> not moving too fast. He's not lightning quick.
0: I'm taking I'm taking Dean Wade and the Kansas State Wildcats over the Kansas. Jayhawks. Well,
1: and as always, I hope you lose on this one, but um, I think the reason why you're going to lose, too, is because this last episode, you go, oh, I'm going to be the big spread pick guy, and you're picking a pick em game this season. I'm sorry.
0: That I, I, that was why I apologized because <laughs> I know I made that statement last episode. I'll get back to that at some point, but when I see the team that I projected before the season right. to be my sleeper team, and they're projected in a pick'em game, I'm taking
1: them. And I like it. It's like you said, you're calling the shots before the season, you're sticking with it. And um, you know, I have to say that I hope you lose once again, just to make that clear for all the audience. And I hope I win. And I'm gonna stick go with what join. I do best. Go ahead and
0: tell us your loss of the week yep. I mean your uh, lock, your lock of the week, man. Hey, two
1: and one. <laughs> yeah. And so while I've got the lock of the week, um, I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets playing the Detroit Pistons. The Nuggets are a three and a half point favorite. Um Nuggets have been playing really, really well lately. Nuggets have had Jamal Murray and Gary Harris out, and Torrey Craig and Malik Beasley have been killing it. Um, Playing against good teams as well, too. Pistons, this is their home game before they've got a uh, road trip coming up as well, too. You can go ahead and mark it down with or without Paul Millsap. I don't care if he plays tonight or not. Denver Nuggets will win and cover the three-and-a-half-point spread against the Detroit Pistons. I
0: almost feel like me and you could cover a spread of three-and-a-half against the Pistons, <laughs> dude. That's not, You're not going out on a limb in that one. Pistons are an interesting one. The Pistons are terrible. Yeah.
1: But think about it. All their, This is what worries me. All their wins and or losses have been very close games. And the funniest thing about that is last game, if you remember correctly, I took them to beat the Mavericks. And I got a little bit of help on that. Remember, they made that trade. um, I
0: feel like you should be two, one, one, and one. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't be two and one. You shouldn't get that because of that that trade where there's players sitting out.
1: Man, even with that trade, though, um, Dallas was winning most of that game. I mean, it it took a fourth-quarter effort for the Pistons to win that game. And, uh, yeah, it had me a little bit nervous, if I'm being honest. Um, I even text you during that day. I said, "With that spread, this is one of those that should be a for sure game." Those are the ones that worried me the most. So, yeah, I was thinking about the worst.
0: Yeah. So that I don't know. The Pistons are terrible, and now you got Blake Griffin and and uh, what's his name, uh, the point guard, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson out there looking like Jackie Moon. Yeah. Like, what was going on in that play? Like, what do you? Somebody's got to take a shot.
1: I have no clue, and this is the craziest thing. I've never thought of Blake Griffin as an unselfish player. But if you haven't seen that clip, you've got to watch that clip because it's identical to um, the Jackie Moon situation. Yeah,
0: like when someone did that, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. But I don't like Blake Griffin, so it doesn't bother me that his team sucks and that everything's imploding around him because I don't like him. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, what what are you doing? Somebody's got to take a shot. Reggie Jackson's game is not a three-point shot contested though. Blake Griffin's game is a a post move game, so I think Blake Griffin he's got to be the one who takes that ball there. But yeah, I think they ended up calling what five-second back no, down.
0: No, they called it a twenty-four-second violation. Was it
1: really? That's a
0: yeah, Shot clock violation. So, um, but mentioning mentioning your boy there, Blake Griffin. Yep. And we got some. We got some decent feedback. I, I thought we would get a little bit more votes, but. hey well, by what, the way,
1: don't say my boy Blake Griffin. I just realized you said that. That is not my. That's your boy Blake Griffin. Oh my goodness. That's your boy Blake Griffin. Hey, you drive a Kia. Don't forget that. Uh, he jumped over a Kia, so it doesn't matter. That's a big sponsorship. He some, actually talking about commercials, bringing it full circle. He actually had some good Kia commercials there for a
0: while. I, I probably changed the channel anytime I saw him. <laughs> I, I don't like Blake Griffin.
1: He probably made the big bucks for it, too. Yeah, I'm
0: sure he did. It's good for jumping over the hood. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I jumped over. No, you didn't. You Not didn't an jump impressive over. dunk, no.
1: but still, he, he got paid the big bucks.
0: So, we put Maybe. out a bracket last week of uh, a dunk, a dunker's bracket of greatest dunkers of all time and uh, got some got some good feedback, got some feedback where people thought we shouldn't even do the bracket, uh, which I think you can keep to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the bracket to have fun, and that's what we're all about.
1: Yep. And getting people engaged. Because Absolutely. this is the thing. There's a lot of great matchups, you know, first round. But our second round, you've got some fire matchups.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I'll post a picture of the actual bracket with the percentages next to it tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, just quickly going over them. Aaron Gordon wins with 88%. Dominique Wilkins, uh, Aaron Gordon beats Tom Chambers with an 88% win.
1: Wasn't a shocker.
0: Yeah, Dominique Wilkins beats Colby Bryant with 82%.
1: No.
0: Russell Westbrook, in a surprising win to me, beats uh, Isaiah Ryder 52.
1: That was a close one, too. Think about it.
0: 52-48. to 48. I think I, it was something that I told you. I feel like it was something where a lot of people don't really know Isaiah Ryder. They don't really realize. I mean, Isaiah Ryder was the first person I ever saw do it between your legs dunk.
1: Right.
0: First person I ever saw do it. And... But looking at him, you dunker. wouldn't
1: think he was a great dunker either. That's the thing no. that surprised me about Ryder was he had good elevation and, and it was unexpected.
0: Yeah. And then you moved down, and this was one that kind of surprised you. Shh. Uh, That's an understatement. Dale Griffith just absolutely obliterates Clyde Drexler 77% to listen,
1: 23%. I'm all for cheering for your home team, yeah. but come on. Homer! Yeah, he, he, they definitely got homered in that one. Which is good. I'm glad they support him, but goodness gracious. Give I think the, the only, man some respect.
0: The only way Daryl Griffith doesn't win that one is if he's facing someone like Vince Carter or LeBron or something like that. I think that's the only way he probably doesn't win.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. When you were talking about it's a foregone foreclosure or for for conclusion, whatever yeah. the wording is, I, yeah. I'm not great with that. But anyways, the way the people are coming out and voting for Griff, that could be a problem for somebody in the future.
0: Yeah, it could be. Uh, moving down, you had Gerald Green losing to Jason Richardson 75% to 25%. It's disappointing. To a me. lot of people don't realize what he is. No. And him being Gerald Green. Gerald Green is an absolute athletic freak.
1: Yeah. He Lost his finger in a rim. Anytime you lose your finger in a rim, you deserve to be on this list.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude can,
1: dude's got bunnies. Yep. Yeah. I watched him in the 08 um, slam competition, all-star weekend, and I can tell you right now, he got snubbed on that one. He deserved to win that That one. That was the one where
0: he blew out the candle on the cupcake.
1: He did a couple things. Took his shoes off, barefoot did between the legs off, two foot, I mean – He's got some showmanship, and he's got some great dunks.
0: Absolutely. Now he puts the Rockets logo in his hair. Yep. That's pretty cool, too.
1: Before that, the Celtics one when he was there. He's kind of bounced around the league, and that's like you said. I think it was kind of one of those things. Richardson is a tough matchup for him, but I like Gerald Green.
0: But moving down, uh, this one was one that I was – I don't know. I didn't really think that the percentage would be this big, but – Blake Griffin beats uh, David Thompson in a landslide, seventy-five to twenty-five. Yeah. Um, after that, you had Dr. J beating
1: Zach Levine, sixty-one to thirty-nine. It's closer than what I expected. Zach Levine, he deserves to be on here, but you're talking about one of the greatest dunkers of all time, in Dr. J.
0: Absolutely, and the one that I was really surprised at, like really, really surprised, uh, Vince Carter wins with ninety-eight percent of the votes. And you say, well, what were you so surprised about? I was surprised that Tracy McGrady even got a vote. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's a little bit of controversy in there as far as people wanting to be on the opposite side. I told you I even thought about it at one point just because I knew Carter was going to win. I love T-Mac. T-Mac's probably one of my most underrated players ever. Um, Known for throwing it off the backboard and catching a lob to himself, but, you know, let's be real.
0: By the way, speaking of that, that video you shared of that guy winning the game doing that the other day yeah we had to reshare that on our page so that people can see what i'm referencing yeah. that was <laughs> unbelievable because i was like how do you do that how do you let him come all the way from there from the three-point line and do that
1: i don't think he meant to do it at first either i think he kind of threw it up hoping for something good to happen and it worked out well but <laughs> man i've never seen a game won like that
0: no um And then you had Spud Webb defeating Dwight Howard, 61-39. Josh Smith over Amari Stoudemire, 55-45. Nate Robinson uh, narrowly losing to Daryl Dawkins. And this was our
1: closest one out of all of them, 51%. It came down to one vote. One vote. All you people who think, oh, my vote doesn't count, you know, we've heard it a million times. You better go ahead and put your vote on there because that could have changed the outcome of that one.
0: This isn't the, the presidential, presidential election. We don't have the electoral college here. Right. We're taking actual votes. What the people want is what they get. Exactly. The next one we had uh, Larry Nance absolutely obliterating Derrick Jones uh, yep. Jr. Derrick Jones Jr. I think is a very slept-on one in this one as well.
1: I'd agree. I told you, though, I think it has a lot to do with his age. Hasn't. He came from the G League, hasn't been in the NBA for too long didn't perform that well in the dunk. I mean, he had a good dunk contest, but yeah. they hyped him up a little bit too high before the contest.
0: Then you got LeBron uh, beating Terrence Ross 78-22. Yep. Uh, another
1: Terrence this... Ross' birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday Happy birthday. Br- happy Terrence birthday. Ross. You're not
0: moving forward. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then you, you had two absolute blowouts, uh, Michael Jordan uh, – Blowing out the former Wildcat in your face, 96% to four.
1: What surprised me as far as the, like you said, Griff is getting major support. Where are you at, UK fans? I know this is a UofL, you know, predominant podcast, but UK fans, you got to step up.
0: Kenny Walker was probably blaming it on him being high or something. (laughs) Since that's why they lost the dream game. We were under the game. You lost. Skywalker. Loser.
1: <laughs> Don't steal my line.
0: Uh, there was then you you moved down. You got Sean Kemp blowing out Glenn Robinson the third, which is another one that you and I talked about that we were surprised at. Glenn Robinson only got nine percent.
1: Yeah, it's like we said too. Once again, younger guy, not well known. I think some people know him more at Michigan uh, um, than NBA, but he was a Pacer. He was. He, he was a pacer.
0: He had a good dunk contest as well.
1: I, I'd even go as far as saying a really good. I almost want to say great, but I, I'd say really good.
0: Yeah. So, moving down is our last matchup. Zion Williamson um, doubles up Steve Francis pretty much, 67-33. to 33. Disappointing. It is it is because I think Steve Francis was in and out in the NBA and not a lot of people that are younger than us really know anything about him.
1: Right. But, but still, Zion, I mean, that's a tough competition right yeah. there. Think about it. Since Zion beat him, could you only imagine what John Morant would have done to him?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's another thing. We were talking about that last night. You people that voted for John Morant, I know there's some people that maybe actually feel that way.
1: Yeah. I, I think it was a lot of that.
0: I don't. I think it was people that just can't stand Duke. And they're just. Which uh, I'm
1: also okay with.
0: I, I don't like Duke either. Why? I don't. But when it comes to stuff like this, I'm always going to vote with where my actual opinion is.
1: Yeah, no. I'll either if, if it's that bad for me, legitimately, I, I would not vote. That's how I would be on it because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just can't, I can't go against it.
0: But this moves us to our second round matchups, man, and some of these matchups are phenomenal.
1: Oh my goodness, you're underselling over here. Some of these are are better than phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I mean. The big one that you pointed out to me was the Dr. J-Vince Carter matchup.
1: And I think, you know, Vince is the <clears throat> favorite for this entire tournament. There's only a couple guys on this list who are going to make it a challenging event for him. Um, not that, well, I mean, Vince is still in the NBA, so he's modern, and you've got some age under Dr. J. Um, J's belt. But he's the guy who really brought the modern age dunk contest into existence, so he deserves some credit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you listen to a lot of these guys that say, Hey, this is who I look up to, blah blah blah. This is who I always try to monitor it's Doctor
1: J. Yep. Smooth was like we said, whenever you watch him, two different styles of dunks. You've got the core strength of Vince Carter being able to manipulate himself and move the ball in the air, um, and you've got the smoothness and, and just Doctor J, I've not seen too many people who make it look easier than the doc.
0: No, so Just to go back over what matchups we'll have for the second round, Aaron Gordon will take on Dominique Wilkins.
1: Good one right there.
0: Russell Westbrook will take on uh, Daryl Griffith. Yep. Uh, Jason Richland will take on Blake Griffin. Uh, The one we just mentioned there, Julius Irving, will take on Vince Carter. Uh, Spud Webb will take on Josh Smith. Uh, Daryl Dawkins will take on Larry Nance. Uh, And... Well, I'll I'll skip the next one because that's gonna that's my most intriguing matchup for sure.
1: Featured matchup.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the the main event if we're watching a UFC fight, that's definitely gonna be it. Yep. But the next one is actually very intriguing to both of us as well because they're so similar. Sean Kemp against Zion Williamson.
1: Think about it. A lot of people are comparing Sean Kemp's or excuse me, they're comparing Zion's dunking style to Kemp. A lot yeah. of power, a lot of ferocity Typically a two-foot jumper, but yet both of them can go off one foot as well, too. Should be an interesting one.
0: It, it should be. I, I, I kind of wonder. I, here's my here's my challenge for you guys that listen and do these polls. Do your research on this second round. Yeah. Do, do your research and look up some stuff about these guys and then – and then do a vote.
1: There's less people involved in this one, and I think there are some of these that you can kind of go ahead and, and say, you know, I like this guy better than the other. But man, there's gonna be some close races.
0: Absolutely. But the other matchup that we were that we were mentioning, we have the two goats. What? The two
1: goats. How do you have two goats?
0: Because there's some people that say Michael Jordan and there's some people that say LeBron. Well, okay, but there's only one. So, that's why there's there's, there's, two goats. In my
1: opinion, LeBron, in your opinion, Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah. So, there's two goats right here in the room.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think there's still one, and I think you think there's still one. So, I guess you could say one plus one equals two, but...
0: That's, I mean, that's quick math. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, going
0: into this matchup, you got Michael Jordan and LeBron James going into it as a dunker. I, I... I know I brought it up to you the other day, and you said that's this what that's what's going to give you your opinion on it, was the LeBron never being in a dunk contest.
1: Yeah. Well, the only one we've seen him in was in a high school one, McDonald's yeah. All-American. And he did well, but it was a lot of stuff that, you know, maybe he could have put a little more thought into it.
0: Yeah. But I th- I told you I thought that LeBron will not get a fair shake in this one.
1: Right. Because
0: of so many people – I just don't like them, especially in this area. They, For some reason, they dislike LeBron a lot.
1: Well, it goes back to what you were saying, the GOAT debate. And I think a lot of people automatically, when you brought that up, you might have been hurting your cause right there because they might have automatically given a vote to Mike.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that, when I referenced the Zion Williamson against John Morant thing, there's going to be a lot of people that vote with their, with their heart instead of their head yeah. in this one. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and predict that LeBron does not get a fair shake in it. And, again
1: – Well, it could go both ways because think about it. People voting with their heart. It's like you said, I, I think there's a big case for MJ to be made as the absolutely. better dunker. You think there's a big um, case for LeBron to be the better dunker. Probably a lot of that that's going into it is is what we enjoy to watch. And, and I've got nothing against LeBron, but um, I, I don't know if he's on the same level if you, as Here's the
0: thing, man. If you put a gun to my head and say which one – is the better dunker? Yeah. I'm not sure I could give you one. Yeah. Because they both bring two different things to the to the table. That's right. And, and so I, I just think that LeBron, at the end of the day, won't get a fair shake because of – the, dis- the dislike for him.
1: I love that this matchup happened, though. I would have liked yeah. to see it possibly later in the yeah. rounds. But, you know, you can't knock it happening currently. No.
0: I And I can't wait to kind of see maybe I am wrong. It would be pretty cool if I am wrong because it would be cool to see my favorite player move, move forward.
1: Big time. Well, the other thing is it, it's going to be interesting to me. There was one um, matchup that had substantially more votes than any other's. I'd like to see which one is going to be the highest voted on matchup. We laughed about this before, but it seemed like the matchups that were kind of more blowouts had more votes than any of the other ones. Yeah. So is there one that's a blowout in this one? I don't see too many on the sheet. We're starting to get down to the nitty gritty. I, I, I,
0: will, I will go ahead and bet just because people won't do the research that Dr. J gets blown out by Vince Carter.
1: I could see that. The other one I could see is the Spud Webb and Josh Smith one. I, I feel like you know Spud might be – you might go ahead and move him on. But
0: um, Here's something to think about for you all that haven't done your research. Josh Smith is 6'8 and can't palm a basketball. So when you go back and look at some of his dunks, it's going to blow your mind even more with the stuff that he did because he couldn't palm a basketball. Yeah, he's
1: cupping it. He, yeah. He's up there. So. I, I mean, pretty much the same way I dunk, by the way. Let's just throw that out there to the people. You same, know, uh, I'd, same. Yeah. I'd say it's very identical. Long hand, you know, I'm right-handed, he's left-handed, but I, I'd say a lot of people. And, you know, I'm known as Big Smooth, he's known as J-Smooth. So, I, I mean a lot of similarities in our game there.
0: there there's actually zero... Uh, <laughs> There's actually zero things that, that remind me of Josh Smith in your game.
1: Well, I can't give myself a nickname of Big Smooth, though?
0: I mean, that you can't because okay. that's already Sam Perkins' nickname. Okay. A former Tar Heel. You, yeah. can't, you can't steal Sam Perkins' nickname. But here's here's something that I think you guys are going to enjoy because up until today, I, I believe so. I'll have to go back and do, uh, do my research. But... I don't think anyone else has brought a beef to the table until today.
1: No. If they have, they're definitely not as passionate as I am about this one currently.
0: But we were, we were in Barstown and we were grabbing some Penn Station, and BJ says, hey, we record tomorrow. I have a beef. I said, all right, what is it?
1: And it was how much we spent at Penn
0: Station. Yes. <laughs> End of story. There's no beef with that. So yeah. BJ brings this one to the table.
1: So this is my thing. I, I, I'm all for the love of the game I've grown up around all different sports. I also witnessed a coach. Now, he coached at the high school level, which is completely different than the college level, which is completely different than the professional level but i can tell you from experience i hear and, and this is not to one fan group over another we've heard this for every single one of our teams i've heard this in north carolina you've heard this in L. you know our other local teams iu purdue um, everybody has heard it before but people wanting coaches to leave and it's not so much as wanting them to leave because the reality is they're in this to win and to lose. And coaches are trying their best to have a great record, but it's literally trying to push them out the door and force colleges to go ahead and remove a coach from a situation. You know, the highlight feature, the one that brought it to the forefront is the Archie Miller situation. And it's just like, man, it's, it's tough to watch a program. First of all, how many coaches are going to want to come there in the future with having a fan base like that, yep. right? Well, I mean, let's let's say you're in that. Well, situation. let's be honest.
0: Who wants to go there anyway?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they pay pretty decent once again too. Yeah. They're, they're not doing so well, but they pay pretty decent. But it's just making me sick to my stomach because I, I mentioned this to you. And it's like I said, I've seen this in the high school level. These guys are giving up everything. These guys are giving up time away from their family. They're up at 5 a.m. in the morning. They're going to bed at who knows what time in the evening. Constant watching game tape. Constant trying to improve individual players. Constantly trying to improve team schematics. This is what these guys choose to do. And... You know, I don't want to be too mean, but some fans who think they're more knowledgeable than the coaches think that they don't deserve to be there. That's my beef of the of the week. is well, gonna be people well, well here here's my rebuttal to it though. Okay. Where does
0: the blame go? At some point right the the, the the without saying it the you know the stuff rolls uphill. Right. Someone's gotta take the blame for it.
1: Well that's why I wanna say if you're the man in charge, just like we talked about McVeigh earlier. You're the guy who takes that hit on the shoulder. But that doesn't mean that um, fans are requesting you to lose your job. Now, there is a breaking point, once again. I'm not saying no coach should ever be fired. Let's, let's not get that mistaken. I've seen a lot of coaches who deserve to get fired. But the fans calling for that, that's what kind of irritates me with it.
0: All right. I mean, that makes sense. Are you? I guess you're referencing, like, uh, home attendance or just even like mentioning out on like social media and stuff or or i mean any of
1: it yeah all of the above check 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 it's like i said <laughs> we've all heard it it just it, it's a little cringe worthy to me
0: yeah so I'm 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 glad you're bringing a beef to the table because now it doesn't sound like I'm always the negative one.
1: Yeah, I got a little <laughs> bit of extra salt in my diet this week. It's, oh yeah, stealing my joke there. No, uh, I told you. Well, yeah, I did steal it. I sh- I should have said sodium. My bad, sodium in my diet.
0: <laughs> but hey, you know, I stole your I stole your loser thing earlier. So
1: yeah, I think your joke might have been better. So.
0: Yeah, they didn't take to it very well, though. They got they got super salty at that one. That was like you're at a restaurant and someone unscrews the lid and you go to pour salt on your stuff and the whole thing comes out. Yeah, that was it was pretty. Which is a
1: classic move, by the way. If you ever go to a restaurant, listen, go ahead and loosen that top up for the next person.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that the person can track you down and fight you. Classic move, right there. It is, there. but that's a boss move. But. um we're trying to figure out if we're going to be able to get another episode this week this week uh bj's got some stuff coming up this weekend but uh it's looking like we're probably going to get you another one early next week and then another one later in the week um so keep your eyes
1: and ears open for the um the listings on facebook twitter everywhere that you can vote as well too we'll be posting those i'll probably do those tonight Um, And then we'll probably end those sometime maybe Thursday or Friday. Yeah,
0: and also look at because we we want to see if we're on our own with this commercial thing. Did you all have
1: a favorite commercial?
0: Do you all think the commercials are still good? Uh, I mean, we brought up the $6 million. Do you think? I mean, obviously, none of you guys are going to think that they're worth $6 million, but – I mean, with ratings being down, I mean, do you think the commercials were still good?
1: Well, and with that, what was your favorite commercial in there as well, too? Because even though I said I didn't like a lot of the commercials, the one that stood out was that NFL one with all the former players, and and I did enjoy that one. So I'm I'm knocking it overall, but I I think there might be one or two that the people enjoy.
0: Yeah, so guys, keep liking, keep sharing. we're putting these out a lot faster than what i was there for a while so you guys are getting a lot of stuff and a lot of times and these episodes are a lot longer which is good because it gives you guys more stuff to listen to and and to beef with us oh by the way we did we did mention it before did get secure those tickets to see john morant so we will be traveling to uh richmond to watch him play against eku hopefully it's not the result he had the other day where they got absolutely obliterated um but it should be a good time. It should be five of us going, uh, riding down there. Louisville plays Clemson earlier that day, and then ride out there we'll hopefully watch two good games.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's like we said, getting a chance to see somebody who could be a potential number one draft pick overall. It's a good venue to watch a game in at EKU as well, too. Going with good people. We look forward to it. Yeah. But,
0: guys, keep liking, keep sharing. We'll uh, we'll try to keep getting these out as as, as fast as we are uh we're thinking about adding some new things to uh to the beef's beef stuff maybe some youtube stuff
1: Yeah, a lot of big uh, things coming yeah. overall though I, I wouldn't limit it future is is uh going to be bright for beef's beef that's yeah, for sure
0: absolutely so guys try to stay warm or actually you don't have to try to stay warm it actually is warm for the next couple of days
1: yeah try to stay dry probably is yeah
0: try to stay dry but um I guess try to stay warm this weekend because I think it is supposed to get cold.
1: And last thing for you, you ever heard the saying, you got a face only a mother could love? Well, that don't apply to you. You're uglier than the devil's butt himself.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Guys, beef out.